Welcome back to the Ice Bath. I'm Matt. I'm Griff. And uh, man, it was a definitely an interesting week for football. It was. Um, you know, you had uh, some some big stars that didn't really put up many points in fantasy. Justin Jefferson uh, being one of them. I only know that because I, I own him like everywhere, yeah. and he, he really disappointed me. I lost a lot of leagues because of you, Justin Jefferson. Um, but yeah, I, other than that, there were some electric games. Um, some some big blowouts. You look at the the Vikings uh, Cowboys. That game was it was just unreal. I I don't I don't know 40 what to three. Yeah, it was. I thought it was gonna be a lot closer than that. Uh, I think it really exposed Minnesota. Um, you know, as uh, more of a pretender than anything. Like they, they have a, a great record on paper, but when it comes to playing a real team, I don't know if they're necessarily a pretender. I mean, they. Well, they've lost. The, they got destroyed by the Eagles. Now they got even they did. more destroyed by the, the the Cowboys. They did, but they also beat the Bills. So like, yeah, but the Bills, have, as we've seen, have not looked that great this year either. They haven't, but I still think they're one of the best teams in football. That's true. That's true. Um, I was sorry. I was trying to find the stat. Brett Maher, yeah, the, the Cowboys kicker, had more fantasy points than Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Dalvin Cook, and Saquon Barkley combined. <laughs> insane i i own brett maher in like one league and i was i was hoping i'd own the washington d in the same league but i i couldn't get yeah, them there i got taken, but uh we got rid of kickers in a majority of the leagues that we play in but um in the dynasty leagues we keep the kickers around and it, it was kickers, kind of a big week for some kickers kickers add to the league it, you know it's a kicker year they do i saw i saw a uh somebody had a, a kicker league going on twitter and i, I believe his team was at like negative 80 points by like four <laughs> o'clock and i i think a missed field goal or missed extra point counts as like negative 50 for them and he had grim gano oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> gano um but uh that, that wasn't the only blowout the the niners blew out the cardinals but there they was did. there was one bright spot about that game on the cardinals on the cardinals Dorch the Torch is back. He is. Uh, it's not an Ice Bath Sports podcast without paying homage to Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch has been quiet the last couple of weeks, but put up a solid stat line against the 49ers last night. Led the Cardinals in receiving with nine catches, hit over 100 yards. And for a backup receiver that's on the same team as DeAndre Hopkins, that's pretty good. Yeah, shout out Greg Dorch, man. Gotta love the I, Dorch. I love that guy. Yeah. Right, I want to get him on here. We gotta, we gotta find a way to get Greg Dorch. If you're seeing this, we want you on this podcast. We do. Uh, we need you on this podcast. I'll, I'll reach out to you, Greg. It's pretty on brand. Um, Lions backfield, it's it's kind of a disaster right now. Yeah. Jamal Williams just had a hat trick. He's looking great, but a lot of it comes when they're down on the goal line, and yep. he's just kind of that power back that he'll score. He'll score touchdowns. Um, he wasn't even the leading rusher this week. It was Justin Jackson. Who had 66 yards on nine carries. DeAndre Swift only had five carries for 20 yards. He had a one score. Um, he had three catches for 12 yards as well. But he only played 31% of snaps. I get it. You're trying to limit him from getting injured again. I mean, he has the long injury history already. I think he's only 23. But at the same time, he's probably your best playmaker. You got to get him on the field. Yeah, but that was that was my concern with him coming out of college and why I'd rank Jonathan Taylor ahead of him in my uh, draft rankings uh, back in 2020 was because the size and durability really concerned me. Uh, and we're starting to see that in the NFL now 
with with DeAndre Swift especially, I mean, he, he can't stay healthy. As you said, he's he's a small guy. He's about 5'8". Yeah, he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, something like that. 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, yeah. But like, that's when, when you're getting tackled by guys who are 6'4", six, 6'5", six, 300 pounds, that, that's that's tough. And, and you know, you're you're going to get hurt. Um, but Jamal Williams, I mean, we've been big on Jamal Williams, uh, you know, in past episodes. So, uh, you know, good, good for him. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly the starter at this point. Yeah. He had 17 carries. Um, he wasn't very efficient. He had like, I think he had like 64 yards, but he had the three scores. Right. He's looking really good. I mean, look at Travis Kelsey a couple of weeks ago, though. True. He had about four touchdowns. Yeah. Like, the yards don't always matter as long as you're scoring points at the end of the day. Like, that's that's really what, what really does matter. Yeah, I think moving forward, the Lions have to really consider making Jamal Williams that feature back. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, He's I'm a free still, agent, I'm, I believe, after this year. They got to resign I believe him. so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, with the Swift injury history, you just never know. I mean, Swift should be a starting back. Um, he's a great playmaker. We've seen we've seen the flashes from him, but he's got to stay on the field. Right. And when he hasn't been on the field, Jamal Williams has stepped up, and he's been he's been just just as good. And Williams was the same way in Green Bay. I mean, I was yeah. I was arguing that they should not re-sign Aaron Jones long term because Jamal Williams could be the answer. He was right. just as effective as Aaron Jones when he got in there in Green Bay. So, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's let's move on to a couple not so great teams. Um, we'll start off with the Rams. Yeah, man, they suck. They're nothing without. They're Cobb. really really bad. The, they're, and they're the off. Lions, the Lions have their first round pick. They do. Yeah. The Rams are now three and seven. The Rams' first round pick that the Lions have is higher than the the Lions' own pick. Right. Yeah. Who would have thought that? I don't know. Sorry. Talk, talk about <laughs> talk about a Super Bowl hangover. Um, I mean, you you lose the New Orleans Saints, who has have Andy Dalton starting at quarterback. I still I think James Winston's getting screwed out of that job right now. But hey, um, Saints, kudos to you for winning. But Rams, what's going on? What happened? Uh, this team's been awful all season. No Cooper Cup. You know they're even worse now. Again, Super Bowl hangover. It's very real. Matthew Stafford has been on and off the field with injuries. Even when he is on the field. He's looked mid at best, and uh, the defense is just not living up to expectations either. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sean McVay and Aaron Donald both leave uh, in the offseason. They both talked about it after winning the Super Bowl, and they should have. Especially now, you trade away all these uh, these first-round draft picks to get guys like Stafford, um, and now you have like nothing to build with for the future. And you clearly need to build for the future because y- you suck. Well, they're they're in such a bad position now moving forward for the future. Yeah. I don't think they have a first round pick until twenty twenty five now. Mm-hmm. Um, they they haven't had a first round pick the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. They're just they're a mess all around. And sure, you you built a Super Bowl winning team, but at the same time, you just killed the entire future of the organization. You're going to be a bottom five yeah. team for the next couple of years. And that's that's the whole debate too. Is is it worth selling your soul and selling your your next couple of years for the Super Bowl title. Was the Super Bowl worth it? For me, I'd rather build through the draft and try to, to build a dynasty that you can win with, you know, m- for you know multiple years. But Well, that's the issue with this team. It's all aging veterans. Yeah. So they're, they're just in a really, really bad position. And, yeah, Aaron Donald should have retired. He should have. I, I don't know how you could look at this team. 
I mean, sure, I thought they were going to be better than three and seven, but I don't know how anybody could look at this team at the beginning of the season and say this is a team that could repeat. I just don't no. think they were that good of a team. They lost Odell. Yeah. Um, losing Odell was a lot bigger than people thought, I think. Well, they, they got Allen Robinson, but Allen Robinson has not looked And Allen Robinson, the, his problem was he hasn't looked great the last couple of years. No. You can't really expect him to come in and, and be that guy to well, put, I, put up OBJ numbers. To play devil's advocate here, I think a lot of people were thinking, hey, he was in Chicago. You right. had um, you know, just a bad coaching, bad quarterback play. You know, he wasn't really getting anything to work with. And now you're going to a Super Bowl champion team with a quarterback who looked really good last season. I mean, interceptions aside. Right. He, you know, he was, he was slinging that thing. He was. And, um, you know, you're the number two to Cooper Cup, one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best receiver. It looked great on paper, but it's not being executed well. I think Sean McVay... I, I think it comes down to his coaching too. Uh, I he's see, been a great he's been a great coach, but all of a sudden this year, like nothing's really changed too much with that roster. No, it, it hasn't at all, and I think a lot of it comes down to the I. You know, listen, Mc, I think McVay's a really good coach. He's mm-hmm. a very smart football mind. Yeah, but for sure. I think upper management has also killed the team, and he's fallen victim to that. I I think. Uh, when it when it comes to the drafting and all of that, I think he's he's got to go along with what the GMs and owners the GM and yeah. owners want. Um, but I I think he, he's got to be the guy that step in and be like, listen, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but when when you are that smart of a football mind, you gotta you gotta think he is having some sort of pull in in the what's going on and some sort of say. Yeah, to, to, to an extent. Yeah. yeah, you you would think so. I I don't know. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be a bottom five team. They are for the next couple of years. Yeah, and the Lions have, you know, their a couple of their picks going forward. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, they're speaking of bad teams <clears throat> or, or poor quarterback play or <clears throat> you know however you want to segue into this. All right. Um, let's just get get into it. What is going on in New York? The, the Jets Giants? Are, no. The Jets. Oh, the Giants lost the Lions, yeah. The Jets. Um <laughs> listen, Zach Wilson, get him out. Get him out. Zach Wilson is not the answer. This team is a quarterback away. You have an elite defense. You've got young weapons at receiver who can't be utilized. Elijah Moore is a great young weapon who has not been utilized at all. Garrett Wilson absolute stud he, he could be a he could be a top 15 pushing top 10 receiver in the league in, in the next couple of years yeah you've got Brees hall which i know he's out for the year but Brees hall is looking like he an absolute beast incredible beforehand for that the injury. o-line Shift sure has been banged up but the o-line has held its own for having a bunch of backups in there mm-hmm. you've built a good offensive line uh, on paper when they're not hurt you've got Elijah Vera Tucker on the interior. Mekhi Becton, if he could stay healthy on the outside, which I still think he could be a great tackle in the league. But Zach Wilson cannot be in charge of running this offense. No. He has taken zero account- accountability. And it, he's the reason why this team is losing these close games. The game against New England should not have been close at all. 
the defense completely outplayed New England's offense. I mean, Mac Jones was dropping back, trying to step up in the pocket. He was instantly sacked. Yeah. The defense played amazing, and the offense averaged less than three inches per play in the second half. I mean, you got to you can't shock it all up to Zach Wilson. I mean, he was bad. He wasn't great, but New England also has a pretty pretty stout defense. Oh no, they have, they have a good defense. But it's not but just I'm, I'm with it's, you. it's Zach not Wilson. just the game against New England this week. Zach Zach Wilson just has not been good. He's been in, consistently inconsistent. He has. He, he looked he looked very good against the Bills. I'll give him that. He was a very good game manager in the game against the Bills. Outside of that, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, uh, and it, it, he was one of these guys that it was all he had all the intangibles coming into the draft, but everyone knew he was not refined. He was far from polished, um, and when you go to a team that has a, a defensive-minded head coach, it's hard to it's hard to craft him into the quarterback you want him to be. It's hard to polish him off. Right. I mean, it comes down to the coaching too. Mike Lafleur has just not been very good the last couple of weeks calling plays. No. Which you would think he would because his brother Matt LaFleur is pretty, pretty solid head coach. And listen, I was giving Mike LaFleur all the props early on in the season. He was drawing up these great uh, route combos. Yeah. And it, the, the offense was looking great. But now it is time for a change. Mm-hmm. And I think Rob Sala even understands that. They asked him about if uh, Zach Wilson was going to be the quarterback this week, and he, he declined to comment pretty much. He said it was dog poop yeah yeah um it's got to be mike white season mike it, white, what about flacco though see the problem is they've already named like a couple weeks ago they already made joe flacco inactive and they named mike white this backup which it didn't make sense to me joe flacco looked good flacco looked really good to start the season he did yeah i'm pretty sure like for a while he he had more touchdowns than Russell Wilson did until, like, this past week, or I think they're tied now or something. Russell Wilson has more toilets in his house than he does touchdowns thrown this season, so. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous. <sighs> but I'm I'm with you. I mean, Zach Wilson, unless he has this this switch that he can flip and he can he can turn it on and, and start, you know, keeping the, the, the Jets in games and winning them games, I think you got to make a change. I think if Joe Flacco was – the quarterback all the way through this team's eight and two right now. I think you're losing a lot of morale in the locker room. Oh it, yeah, it, just for keeping him in there. Yeah, it seemed like the defensive players were uh, not too not too happy. Yeah, um, they were liking some tweets about Zach Wilson not taking accountability. Then they all came out and said they accidentally liked them. Um, and then yesterday, <laughs> Elijah Moore put a picture on his Instagram story of him throwing a football. Huh. That that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> give Eli a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, at this point, run a wildcat. Yeah, I'm. I mean, anything, anything is probably an upgrade. You, you can't get much worse than Zach Wilson at this point. Yeah. there's got to be some changes this off season. End of Jets rant. Um, yeah. Uh, if we're going on rants, I, I do want to go on a little bit of a rant of my team. I'll, I'll try to keep it short and sweet. Um, Eagles are are looking like they're in trouble going forward. Um. Jonathan Gannon, not a good defensive coordinator. Not a good defensive coordinator. Um, so, he's running a soft defense. Can't stop the run and save their lives. All right. 
That, so, that has been really bad. You, you, you sign Linville Joseph and Adam Kung Su. Obviously, you're not going to see too much of an improvement in, you know, what not less than a week, four days. Like, you got to learn the playbooks and stuff. They, they did have several tackles. They combined for a sack. Um, they were getting to the passer, but they, the run run game is just – run D is still just not there. It's, it's infuriating because two things that win you um, – when it comes to the playoffs is when your games defense, a good defense and a good run game. That's the two things you need when you get to the playoffs. Yeah. And if you can't stop the run, no shot you're making out of the wild card or the divisional. Um, I mean, Fletcher Cox, he's fallen off. Jordan Davis has been hurt. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure how many more games Jalen hurts can carry us through. I'm really not. He, cause he is the sole purpose and reason that we won against the Colts, seventeen sixteen, can't get much of a closer game. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we even we even thought that was going to be a pretty close game. Yeah, and but, I mean uh, I've, I haven't even touched on the offense. Dallas Goddard, that injury is is hurt both the run and the uh, the passing game for us. He was yeah. instrumental. He, he's a top five run blocker at tight end, uh, and you know he's at a, I'm going to categorize him as an elite pass catcher. Uh, he you know he kills it over the middle, but. We didn't really have that that option this past week against the Colts, and you know, with no Shaq Leonard, there's no reason for that. You you should have somebody that cutting cutting it up, you know, over the middle, but we didn't. Um, it's it's frustrating. I mean, the Eagles' schedule also isn't exactly a cakewalk going forward. You still have to face the Cowboys. You still have to face the Titans. Both have great run games. And that run defense, being as soft as it is, is not stopping Derrick Henry. It's not stopping Tony Pollard. It's not even stopping Zeke Elliott. Um, Still have two tough games against the Giants as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if these issues aren't figured out, there's going to be a real issue. Especially in such a stacked division where every team has a winning record. Like, you look at the Washington now is 6-5. and five. Yeah. I mean, they, they look pretty solid and they don't have, you know... Uh, that hard of a schedule going forward either. So it's just, it, it's really concerning as an Eagles fan. Um, and just as a football fan, cause this team was a lot of fun to watch. They are. I, I, I completely agree with that. And, and I think it'd be good for football to see them, you know, make, make a little bit of a run in the playoffs, but not a shot if this run D is going to continue to be this bad. And it, it, I think it does come down to Gannon because on paper, this defense should be the best in the league. Yes. They've got elite corners. Mm-hmm. They've got, what should be an elite D line? Yeah, I mean the team all around is really good. Mm-hmm. You trade for Robert Quinn. You sign Adama Kung Su. You sign Linville Joseph. You have Fletcher Cox. You have Javon Hargrave. Um, off the edge, you still have Josh Sweat. You have Brandon Graham. Um, Hassan Reddick. Like there's, Hassan Reddick's been good too. We've been getting pressure. We haven't really gotten a lot of sacks. Yeah. But again, I, I he's he's having guys like Robert Quinn and. Josh Sweat drop into coverage. Right. Like, it's... He's he's not utilizing these guys the best of their abilities. Yeah. I mean, the the best... The brightest spot on our defense so far this season has been TJ Edwards, who has stepped it up at linebacker. Um, I mean, he he looks like a legit middle linebacker, which is is great, because I had some concerns about him going into the season, but... It's 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 frustrating as an Eagles fan, as a football fan, all around. You know, again, like you said, such a stacked team on on paper, and mm-hmm. this is what you're doing. 
but Eagles ran over. Uh, Quick shout out to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, dude. What, what's he have? 11 touchdowns so far through the season? Isn't that like tied for his career record? He's just unreal. Like watching, watching the Chiefs play is so much fun when Travis Kelsey's out there. Yeah, I mean, against the uh, the Chargers, he had six catches, 115 yards, three touchdowns. He had 10 targets, though. Um, if you draft him in fantasy, you're killing it right now. I don't see how you own Travis Kelsey and, and you aren't, you know, in top five, top six in your league. Yeah, yeah Travis just Kelsey's the league winner. Just because that positional advantage. Right. Yes. Like we'll there's, we'll there's get no, more into the tight ends later, but... There's no other tight end really putting up what Travis Kelsey is putting nah. up. No. In terms of numbers, but again, we'll talk about tight ends later. Let's hop into week 12 picks. Yeah, week 11, we both went eight and six. Um, I haven't updated our, our overall. We're, you're, you're way I think ahead, I've, man. I think I'm, I'm only up two games on you, I think. so. Still crushing, man. We're getting into my favorite week of football. I love Thanksgiving week. Oh, yeah, I happy love Thanksgiving, having, guys. Yeah, happy, happy Turkey Thanksgiving. Day. I love having three Thursday games. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just awesome. Get sit home and watch football all day long. Football, turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy, stuffing, pumpkin pie, football. <laughs> I mean, come on. And more football. And more football. It doesn't get better than that. So let's kick it off. We got the Detroit game. They've got Buffalo coming into town. Uh, Buffalo's maybe, I guess, just going to stay in town? Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. They are. So um, give me Buffalo here. I like Buffalo. Um, I think Josh Allen's pissed. I think he's pissed yeah. at how he's been playing. Yeah. I think he's, he's going to take yeah, it on this Detroit he, defense. He hasn't been playing well. Um, this I, Detroit I could, defense has looked a little better, though, than it did to start the, the season. The defense has looked a lot better, and their their offense, I mean, all around this season, has just been solid. Yeah. They've, they've been a really solid offense. Um, I don't think this will be a blowout, no. which earlier on in the season, I was looking at like ahead to the Thanksgiving games, and I was like, oh, that's a blowout game. Yeah. I think this ends up being a close one. It'll be a good game. Um, I got the Bills by a score, though. Yeah, I mean, it's Detroit on Thanksgiving. You got to think it's going to – Yeah. Whether it's Jared Goff, David Blau, whoever's at quarterback on Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right. um, Next Thanksgiving game on the slate is the Giants at Dallas. Uh, Giants lost a lot of key players to injury uh, in their game against the Lions this past week. Give me Dallas. Dallas, you know, absolutely destroyed Minnesota. I don't see how you you can – you know, take the Giants here. Yeah, I can't not take Dallas here after how good they just right. looked against Minnesota. The offense was just unbelievable. Give me Dallas here, too. And we got the night game. We've got New England at Minnesota. We got primetime Kirk. Oh. And I really want to take the Patriots because of that. But the Pats looked so bad against the Jets. Yeah. The offense, at least. The defense looked really good. The offense was so bad. And... I think they're in a position, too, where Mac Jones is not the answer. Um, they need something better at quarterback. They need better weapons. They're banged up at O-line. The offense is just in shambles all around outside of, like, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Minnesota here. This is a bounce-back game for Minnesota. I agree. You, you don't just lose 40-3 to three and take that lightly. You're going to go out and you're going you're gonna to kick some ass. Yeah. That's, that's what Minnesota's about to do. I expect a huge day from Justin Jefferson. He's about to leave that game with a turkey leg. He should. Um, Going into Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Yeah. um, mm. This one's a tough one for me, actually. I'm going to go with Tampa here, but I really like what I've seen out of Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. 
And how could you not? I mean, it's a guy that knows he's going to lose his job to Deshaun Watson eventually. He's still, he's still going out there. And he's, he's going out he's there. And he's he's balling. Yeah. And I love that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go Tampa here. I I think it'll be a very close game. I think this will be a pretty solid game. Um, but I think Mike Evans has a day. I uh I, I like Tampa here. I think it's gonna be a close game. Uh, but I mean Brady, can't really count him out. Cleveland, they're, they're, they're looking ahead to when they can get Watson back. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Cincy, Cincy at Tennessee. Ten- yeah. I'm going to go Tennessee. Derrick Henry. We're different here. I like Cincy. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I like Cincy. Um, well, before you continue, sorry. I am taking Cincy if Chase Jamar, Chase, Jamar Chase plays. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Jamar Chase. Who's Jamar Chase? <laughs> uh, if Jamar Chase plays, I'm going Cincy. If not, give me Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I like Cincy regardless of who plays, just because I don't think anybody on Tennessee can cover T. Higgins. Mm. I don't know why I keep going against Tennessee in my better judgment when the, you know they're, they're coached so well. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think if, if Cincy can get ahead early and Tennessee's forced to pass, this is Cincy runs away with this game. I, yeah, I could see that. So give me Cincinnati here. Houston at Miami. Miami blowout for me here. Come on, yeah, give me Miami. Miami blowout. It's just a huge game, and which which kills me because uh, one of one of my good friends is a huge Dolphins fan, and I'm facing him in my dynasty league. Uh-huh. And his dynasty team consists of Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, Dolphins defense, and Jason Sanders. Oh wow! And he's in first place because of them. <sighs> I, I believe it. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have been top ten fantasy receivers, both yeah. of them. Yeah, and two has been a top ten fantasy quarterback. That's yeah, healthy. very true. And Jason Sanders is an okay kicker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chicago at your New York Jets. This one's tough for me because if um, me too. Fields Fields is fine, I, I believe. It, 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 they said, you know, he, he what he dislocated his shoulder. No, they were afraid of that, but MRIs came back very clean. So he's good. He should be um, fine. He should be good to play. I think he'll be limited at practice, and it just depends. But uh, Now, you guys have a great secondary, but I don't think you'll be able to contain Justin Fields. I think he destroys you on the ground. But because I'm not sure if he's going to play, i got to lean the Jets. And also, Chicago's found, they find so, many, so many new ways to lose games. Give me, give me the Jets uh, against my better judgment. Give me the Jets. I have to go with the Jets, but also the uh... – the New York Jets coin flip prophecy has been real. I don't yes. know if you've seen it. I have. They've predicted everything so far. They also predicted a loss to the Bears this week and then pretty Ooh. much running the table out and out. Um, if the coin flip prophecy is real, which I, I kind of want to believe in it. It has us going to the AFC Championship game. Um, if it's real, the Jets lose this game because Zach Wilson plays, and I believe it's the end of Zach Wilson. As a New York Jet, um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting too caught up into a coin flip. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Jets here. Yeah. Um, next, we got Atlanta at Washington. Atlanta continues to somehow win games. They uh, do. Uh, no idea how. But speaking of a team that somehow has been managing to win games, so is Washington. Washington's six and five. Yeah. I don't think it's just the somehow been able to win games. Uh, Taylor just Heineke. Been, Taylor Heineke's been solid, and the defenses look really good. 
Yeah, and they. Sh- I'm not sure when they're getting Chase Young back, but they should get Chase Young back soon. Yeah, this week I believe he was he was activated from IR. Yeah, but they said he wasn't ready yet. Well, yeah, he's he gets what the 21 day window. Yeah, I think they th- um, that might close soon, so he should be p- playing soon. Um, regard regardless of if Chase Young plays or not, I'm taking Washington here. Yeah, just because they're on Washington's a hot streak. Been really good. Yeah, they're a surprising team this year. Um, we got Denver at Carolina. I think we're different here. I mean, I I, I can't take Carolina. I, I cannot I, confidently take Carolina. I mean, I'm not watching this game. Um, <laughs> I. I I'm going Carolina. Though. I have red zone, so I probably won't be watching this game either. <laughs> yeah, no, guy. I mean, I'm going to go Carolina. Denver uh, stinks. Denver's you not know, good, but you know, neither is Carolina. Would be, Denver would be 9-1 if they scored 18 points in every game. Yeah, their defense is killing it. <laughs> defense is elite. Uh, and I think their defense carries them through this game. I'm going Denver. All right, I'm going Carolina. Baltimore at Jacksonville. I think this should be a good game because Lamar Jackson has not looked that great the past couple of weeks. Baltimore just hasn't looked great. No. Well, their defense has played really well. Their defense played really well against Carolina. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I mean. And, and, and Jacksonville has been better than. Jacksonville's been better uh, than I thought. I thought. Were, yeah, yes. than I thought they were going to be. I'm, I'm still going to go with Baltimore here. I think the team's just better. Um, and I think they find a way to get it done. I think it's a trap game, but I, don't, I do not have the gall to take Jacksonville. Yeah. So I'm going to go Baltimore. Yeah. I, I got you on that. Um, Chargers at Cardinals. Cardinals looked terrible last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chargers looked really good against the Chiefs. Couldn't pull out the win, but I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. Yeah. Chargers are going to take down Colt McCoy um, because Kyler Murray's not played a game since the new COD came out. Uh, he's been quote unquote hurt. He's been nursing that hamstring for a little while now. It's it's tightening up when he stands up out of the gaming chair. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> but yeah, give me give me the Chargers here. Give me the Chargers. The Chargers also kept kept in the themselves in the game against KC. Yeah. You got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back. That's huge for this if team. He, if Mike Williams is back, he he got hurt again. He did get hurt again, but I, I think he'll be back. I hope so. Regardless, you got Keenan Allen back. That, that's I know, huge. That's true. And Josh Palmer's coming off a huge game. Yeah. So yeah, give me the Chargers. We got Vegas at Seattle. Seattle here. Just... Yeah, Vegas somehow pulled out a win against Denver, but chalk that up to divisional uh, matchup. Never know what's going to happen with those. I got to go Seattle just because Seattle's looked incredible. Yeah. Um. There's no denying that. Geno Smith. Uh, how do you, how do you move on from him after this season? You got to stay. You with can't. Him. You got to. Yeah, he's got to be your guy. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I think uh, it'll be a good matchup between Devontae Adams and... Um, Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen. Yeah, I agree. You got the Rams at Chiefs. You know how I feel about the Rams. Yeah, I think the Chiefs blow them out. Let's go Chiefs, yeah. yeah. Um, we got New Orleans at San Fran. <sighs> I'm going to go San Fran. Um, I'm sticking with it. I still think San Fran's one of the best teams in football. Especially yep. the, right now, like they're just on fire. Jimmy G looks really good. C Mac is just a spark plug to that offense. Yep. San Fran's at home. Um, yeah, give me San Fran here. I'm also going San Francisco just because uh, New Orleans, they're so inconsistent. They're so they on are. and off. They're hot and cold. Um, but San Fran, what you see, what you get. Give me San, uh, the 49ers. And then Green Bay in Philadelphia. Huh. 
Green Bay has a good run game. They do. And that scares me. That scares me a lot. Uh, I'm reluctant here. I'm going Philly just because my Eagles bias. But I fully am going into this game expecting to lose. See, the thing is, I don't I don't know if Green Bay's good enough to keep up offensively. Um, I think I, I think Philly puts up a lot of points here. I think AJ Brown has a big bounce back game. Yeah. Um and you know, Devontae Smith has been looking really good the last couple of weeks. He has. So he's he's been so reliable. The offense is still, regardless, going to be tough to slow down. And I just don't think Green Bay is gonna be able to keep up. I think Philly's gotta realize they they can't I you know, you got off to a really hot start. You can't you gotta uh, stay on the gas pedal. Yeah, is kind of what I'm. I guess I'm looking for. But yeah, yeah, yeah keep it, the momentum. Yeah. So uh, give me Philly here. Can't can't let that Washington loss, you know, right. kill your momentum at all. Yeah, uh, Philly. And then Monday night, uh, and, uh, ooh, exciting matchup. <laughs> Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Oh, I can't wait to watch this game. Oh, I'm so pumped. Uh it's gonna be on mute. It's gonna not even be on. Is the oh, Manning yes. cast this game? I hope so. If it's not, <laughs> I'm not watching it. <laughs> like um, I have no reason to watch this game if there's no Manning cast. <laughs> I, I've, I've been in between uh, on this game. I I got to go Indy just because Jeff Saturday has gotten this Colts team looking competitive, disciplined, solid. Um, but Pittsburgh having T.J. Watt back, I think, is is a big factor for them. Uh, they kept kept in it against the Bengals. Yeah, I'm gonna change my pick. You're going Pitt. I'm going Pitt. Okay. All right. Give me, give me the Steelers here. I'm going Indy just because I don't think uh, anybody in that secondary is going to be able to keep up with Michael Pittman or Paris Campbell or Alec Pierce. Like that receiving core for Indy has looked really, really improved from yeah, last year. Um, and I'm not impressed with Pittsburgh's secondary aside from Mika Fitzpatrick. I, I like what I saw out of Pitt's offense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me Pitt. I think this well, might be the first time all season that I've picked Pitt. You've, you've pivoted. I have, and I, I did, I did pick uh, Indy on my sheet, but I am, I'm making that change right now. Give me Pitt. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Indy. So we're opposite there as well. That's going to conclude our picks for Week Twelve. That brings us to the waiver wire watch, watch, watch. Right, it's waiver watch time. You want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Um, first guy on the watch this week is Traylon Burks who looked unstoppable against the Green Bay Packers on Thursday. Yeah. Burks put up seven catches, 111 yards. Uh, he also made some impressive grabs. Now he's back from injury. He's the clear-cut wide receiver one in Tennessee, and I think he's a must-add. Must uh, he's probably a borderline wide receiver three right now, between the three and four range, but I think he has a lot of upside. I think you should definitely stash him on your bench, uh, and if you're getting killed with buys next week, uh, you might you might have to start him. Yeah, and he's only rostered in forty uh, percent of sleeper leagues, so yeah, he's probably out there. He's definitely available. The the only issue for me with him is that uh, he's on Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Like, you just never know. But yeah, it, but I think they're going to get him more involved because they don't really have anybody else. Right, that is very true. Nick Westbrook Akine, like come on. Hey, come on. He, yeah, I know. He, I know you're a big. I'm a big Akine Westbrook guy. Akine fan, but. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got another receiver. We got Demarcus Robinson. And a couple weeks ago, Demarcus Robinson made this list um, and did absolutely nothing. Yeah. But he's coming off a game where he just had – he brought in all nine of his targets for 128 yards. We were just that early on it. 
Yeah, we're we're too early. Yeah. Week too early because then they had the buy. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh he's only rostered in ten percent of sleeper leagues, and he seems to be Lamar's favorite option at wideout. And I, the team's really thin at wide receiver. Yeah, that's for sure. I and mean, for him to trust him enough to give him almost double digit targets, and he brought them all in. You gain that trust from your quarterback. You're you're gonna get more looks as though as the weeks move on. Right, and and you know you know Mark Andrews probably gonna get double covered. Right. So I think Demarc Robinson is a great and pickup. And he he does he provides big play of ability. So he does. Uh, you want to? I'll let you take this next. Jmo, he's back. Jamison Williams has been designated to return from the uh, IR after suffering a torn ACL in the national championship game last season. Um, and honestly. He's coming back to a team that has, we've talked about it, they have a solid offense. Really solid offense. And he Efficient. Pro- he provides the big playability, which I like a lot out of receivers. If you're able to go stretch stretch the field, catch the deep ball, you provide a lot of value in fantasy, in my opinion. Yep. Um, you know, he's only rostered in 40% of sleeper leagues. There's a great chance he's available if he's active this week. And even even if he's not, if you... Nice stash. Yeah. Grab him in a keeper league. If you're able to stash somebody... Oh, man. I drafted him in Keeper League, put him on IR, got him for next season. Jameson Williams was probably my favorite receiver out of this out of this pretty deep class. Yeah. Um, he's just – he's explosive. He's a great playmaker. I'm, I'm interested to see what the Lions – I know this is totally off topic, but I'm just interested to see what the Lions do because uh, Goff has not looked horrible. No, he hasn't. He's like – and you look at the free agency class, I mean – there's not really any quarterbacks out there worth worth. No, grabbing. I think it just kind of, uh, it kind of depends where and the gonna, Rams pick ends up. Yeah, and they're, I mean, if they want a quarterback, they're, they're probably going to have to trade up for one because they're they're doing good enough where they're not going to be like a top five pick unless the Rams uh, right. absolutely it's, continue it, to. Stink I think it, it all up. comes down to the Rams pick, but yeah. Um, but I'm just I'm just, I'm bringing that up because I think going forward in like keeper leagues, he's definitely a nice stash or a dynasty league, a great stash. Because I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL. Yeah, not only that, they they also have another stud receiver there. They've got Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. so it's and, not and like he's the only guy. You, and you, they're perfect complements to each other. They are. Perfect 100%. Yeah, this team's, they've got a really bright future. Yeah. Um, Next up, we have Latavius Murray. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, Latavius Murray, would you know he was going to be a starter in 2022? Honestly, that was not my bingo card. Honestly, it probably would be in mine because it seems like every year he comes in and he gets a start for a random team. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Melvin Gordon was just cut yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, throws Murray into this, this starting position. Um, it was now shortly after that. Chase Edmonds is going to miss a few weeks due to high ankle sprain. Um, and he hasn't been very effective in Denver, but um he has scored three of the last four games, yeah. and he's the clear number one back. So, I mean, you got to roll with him. He's he's depth. Yeah, I think his back is Marlon Mack. Oh, wow. Marlon Mack couldn't even make the Texans team. So. You're right. You're right. Uh, he's rostered in 25% of sleeper leagues, so chances are Latavius Murray is out there in your league. If you need running back depth, again, buys coming up next week. Uh, last buys of the week of, of the year, but, you know, if, if you – one of these teams that kind of make sure your entire team has one one buy, and that's next week. He's somebody worth picking up. Yeah. And then the last one on our waiver wire watch this week. Somebody you just put in for, right? Yeah. Uh, 
I hope waiver's cleared by now so my uh, league mates are not listening to this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just I've, threw you under the bus. <laughs> Jawan Johnson, man. Um, seems like every week we add a new tight end to this list. Yeah. And this guy has been completely flying under the radar, and you pointed it out to me. Johnson's put up double-digit fantasy points in four of the last five games and currently ranks tight end eight in PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, if you don't have Travis Kelsey, you're probably struggling at the tight end position. Sure, Kittle's had some really big games, and Kittle's looked great as of late. Andrews has been very inconsistent. Both yep. of them have missed time. You know, Hawkinson's there. Dallas Goddard's hurt now. Yep. Zach Ertz is hurt now. So, I mean, the tight end positions, it's kind of a mess. It is. Um, Juwan Johnson's only rostered in 30% of sleeper leagues, and I think he's definitely a strong play if you're just playing matchups. Yeah. No, 100%. And if you had a, a guy like uh, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, and you're kind of streamlining tight ends, yeah, go for him. Pick him up. Yeah, I mean, he's available in 70% of leagues, and this guy's a top ten. He's a, he's a tight end one. He has been, yeah. So, so and again, yeah, he's out there, so... Go out and, and snag Juwan Johnson. Again, another thing that was not on my bingo card was Juwan Johnson being a tight end one in fantasy. No, it, it wouldn't be on my bingo card that he'd be a tight end one, but it doesn't surprise me because last year he had some really big games. and He did. He, he's shown this before, so it's not like it's really out of nowhere. But at the same time, it's not a guy that you expect to be on this list yeah, of you top thought, tight ends. You thought he was going to be someone like Taysom Hill, who we've had on the waiver wire watch before Yeah, just because of that, that quarterback upside. But... I, Juwan Johnson has really taken that, that that role. Yes. I mean, Taysom Hill is, is a gadget guy. He's always been a gadget guy. But when they, they convert him to tight end, you thought maybe you expect a little more from him. No, it's Juwan Johnson. He's he's their guy. Um, I will say, though, they, they have Chris Olave. They're getting Jarvis Landry back. Or they did get Jarvis Landry back. Um, there's there's other mouths to feed in that offense, Alvin Kamara, whatnot. But uh, Juwan Johnson still a viable option. Yeah. So that'll pretty much conclude this week's episode. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for over 6,000 subscribers on YouTube. Really appreciate that one. And be sure to check us out on social medias. We are at Icebath Sports on Instagram and TikTok, at IcebathPod on Twitter. And you can check out the video version of this episode on the Icebath Sports YouTube page. Where you should also subscribe. Get us up to 10K. Oh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. And always. Mm-hmm. Stay Stay cool. cool.